master of the mind. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, and we're in verse number 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Look back at verse number uh, three, though we walk in the flesh, though we have to live in this body, though we have to live in this world, we do not war after the flesh. It's not a physical battle. It's not a battle with flesh and blood. We know that from Ephesians chapter number six, verse number four. The weapons that we use, they're not carnal. They're not weapons of, uh, of, of flesh and blood, of, of physical things. Uh, they're spiritual. They're mental. They're in our mind. And they're mighty through God. They're powerful. Uh, those words, mighty through God, uh, that same word, the Greek word that's dunamis, uh, we find the power that Jesus promises us in Acts chapter number 1, and we find it in Matthew chapter number 28. That same, uh, that word dunamis, that's where we get the word dynamite. The explosive power of God that we have available to us. Verse number 5, the rest of that says, uh, or excuse me, verse number 4, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now look at that word strongholds. That's an important word in this verse. That, that word strongholds comes from the Greek word akamora. Akamora. And uh, it means a fortified prison. A fortified prison. And uh, if you get deeper into the Greek meaning of that word, it's a prison of deception. It's a prison of deception. So those of us uh, that uh, are fighting this war of our minds are fighting with being controlled by deception, the lies of the enemy. Listen, the enemy tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time. And, and this is the battle of our mind that we're engaged in. So we need to make sure that we're fighting that. You know, the lies of the enemy, uh, they, they're, 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 they're always coming at us from all over the world, from, from, from all of the influences that we, we see, from social media, from technology, uh, from people that we come in contact with. The lies of the enemies are coming at us. Our own heart will fail us and will lie to us uh, that we can't trust anyone, that we won't succeed, uh, that uh, we'll always be broke, uh, that we'll never amount to anything, uh, that God doesn't love me, that I can't make it, uh, that I can't let anyone know what I'm dealing with or what I'm struggling with because people will always reject me. Those lies are always coming to us. Now look at verse number five. It says, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And look what it says, and bringing into captivity, bringing into captivity, bringing into control every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul says, we have powerful weapons of God to fight against these strongholds, these prisons of deception in our mind. And they are powerful enough to take every single thought that we think into control, into captivity, and make it be obedient to Christ. Well, listen to this. For better or for worse, your, the life that you have is a direct reflection of the thoughts that you think. For better or for worse, the life that you have is a direct reflection of the thoughts that you think. 
If you want to change your life, then change your thinking. There's a direct correlation between the two. And I believe it's a Bible principle. Um, listen, this is that first statement there in your handout. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Now think about that with me. If that is true, then where are we headed? And if we want to change the direction of where we're headed, then we've got to change our thinking. We've got to change our thinking. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 4, ponder the path of your feet. There is a direct correlation in the Word of God between our thinking and where we're going in life. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. You can see there at the bottom of your handout, Proverbs 23, 7. So here we find the Bible principle behind this. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, we've all heard the, the phrase, you are what you eat. And I don't know whether that's true or not. If that's true, I'm cheese curds and peanut butter banana milkshakes from cookout. Or that. But I haven't been in two weeks. That's sad, isn't it? Uh, anyway, and I don't know if that's true or not. But I know that according to what God says in Proverbs, you are what you think. You are what you think. You know, if, if you think that you can't do something, you probably won't. If you think that through Christ, I have the strength to do all things, then guess what? You have the power through God to do that. Uh, if you always dwell on your problems and that constantly uh, consumes your thoughts and that's all that you think about, then you're going to be overwhelmed. Uh, if, you, uh, if you are looking for solutions through the power of God in prayer, uh, then you'll probably find some. Uh, if, you're, if you approach everything with the thought that I'm a victim, everything that happens to me is not my fault, it's everybody else's fault, uh, then that's how you will look at life. But if you see yourself and think as an overcomer, as God's word says we are, then we can achieve victory. Um, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Uh, most of a life's battles, and this is why I think this is so important that we look at this truth after we've finished talking about the battlefield, the battleground of God's, the, the war of our heart. But the battles, most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. The mind is the battlefield, and it is between God's lies about you, or excuse me, God, God's truth about you and Satan li Satan's lies to you. That's the battle. God's truth about you and Satan's lies to you. That is the battle. And so as we begin today and as we begin to talk about this over the next couple of weeks, let me encourage you uh, to think about what you've thought about recently. What has been the thoughts of your mind? When it's just you, when you're contemplating life, when you're looking at situations, when you're trying to make decisions and choices, what are the thoughts of your mind? You know, are they on this end of the spectrum? Are they worried thoughts? Or do you come all the way over here and are they peaceful thoughts? As you look at uh, family and you look at future and you look at your health, and you look at money, or you look at the job, you look at school, 
Are the thoughts that you think about them, are they over here? Are they worried thoughts? Or are they over here? Are they peaceful thoughts? What kind of thoughts do you think? Do you have a negative mind? Or do you have a positive mind? Uh, you know, with a negative mind, uh, critical people uh, have critical thoughts. They're, they're always looking to find fault. Uh, their thoughts are always discontented. Uh, their thoughts are, uh, it's hard, they're always busy, uh, no, life is never easy, negative thoughts. The positive mind, someone who when they look at situations, they see the best in people, uh, they, they, they believe, they're optimistic in nature, uh, they try to think those good thoughts. Do we have a worldly mind, a worldly mind, or do we have an eternal mind? Or are we consumed with this life, or are our thoughts entirely about this life? Uh, about uh, uh, material possessions, about being, uh, uh, having people's approval, uh, always just trying to, to be accepted in life by people, or are we uh, with an eternal mind where we're focused on trying to love and live and look like Jesus? Uh, think about what you think about. Think about it. Uh, what comes into your mind, we saw this in Proverbs, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. What goes into your mind goes out in your life. Your thoughts matter. Again, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. If you have critical thoughts, you're going to have a critical spirit. If you believe that the day is going to be hard when you get up, then you're probably going to be right. Uh, if, if you uh, believe and think that you will always be hurt by people and that you cannot trust anyone, then it's going to be very hard for you to have any kind of close personal relationships. But if you think with thoughts of faith, if you think with thoughts that no matter what happens, I am going to see the good, I am going to trust that God has what's best for me in mind, you know, if we, if we believe that we can make a difference of our thoughts regarding a situation or a circumstance or a relationship is that we can make a difference in that, then guess what? We have a better chance and we probably can and will. If we think thoughts that generally trust in people and we believe the best in others, then it will be much easier for us to have close friends, relationships, uh, the opportunity to influence. You know, no matter what you do, what you have, who you know, what you buy, where you live, or where you travel, mark it down. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Can't do it. Cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. And so, back to that question, or statement, I guess. If your life is moving... In the direction of your strongest thought, think about this with me this morning, are you excited or disappointed about where your thought life is taking you? If your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought, are you looking forward to where you're headed? I have to think about that. You know, there was a, in thinking about this, I had to get real personal with myself. And, and, and been able to do that after this last series that we were in. But take God's word. Certainly, you know, 
looking at a lesson to know how to help people and want to be help people. But now, more than ever, I wanted to be able to help me. Because if it can't help me, then I don't think it's going to be able to help you. And so looking at these lessons and these series, it's been something that's been hitting home to me. And, and I've been thinking about this. There was a time, probably not too long ago, um, that my thought life had a lot of strongholds. And this is just me being, being very honest and transparent. Um, no matter the situation, no matter the conversation, um, my thoughts would go to the same place. Um, you know, that I can't do whatever I was trying to do. That uh, I don't want to do whatever I'm trying to do. Uh, that that what, whatever I'm doing, I'm not meant to do this. That it'll never be good enough. And, and, you know, eventually it was something that was manifested in my spirit. Um, it was manifested in my reaction, my response to people. Um, it constricted my vision, uh, my, uh, uh, my relationships. It controlled my relationships, uh, limited my ability to grow spiritually, led to me blaming others, um, blaming uh, my problems on leadership or on people that were following me not being able to take responsibility or ownership. And, you know, before I got to talking about this, the, looking at this lesson specifically, but, but kind of in my own spiritual life, I realized I've got to take responsibility for this. I've got to take responsibility for this. The, my mind. My, the battle must be fought in my mind. And when I, when I began to take responsibility for my mind, for the thoughts that I began to think, for my spirit, for what I fed myself mentally, things began to change. And, and certainly, this, it's not perfect still, and I still struggle with this, and we always will, but we're not where we were. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the direction that I'm headed a little bit better now because of the thoughts that I'm thinking. And I cannot stress to you how important this is, uh, that the battles that you fight in every area of your life, every day, uh, will come from and either be won or made worse by the thoughts of your mind. The battle is in your mind. And so what we talk about today will lay the foundation, and we're going to build upon this in the next few weeks. How do we win the war of our mind? And we've got to start right at the beginning. So number one, identify the number one stronghold that is holding you back. The number one stronghold that is holding you back. Again, we said that word stronghold, Akamura. It's a prison held with deception. It is, it is bondage. It is uh, imprisonment that is based upon a lie. So what is the number one lie that you believe that holds you back? Think about it. Is it about you? Is it that you're not good enough? Is it that you have too much in the past? Is it that you won't ever make it? Is it uh, about others around you? Is it that they're all out to get me, that, uh, that I can't trust anyone, that, that, that they really don't care about me? Is it, is it a lie about God or about your relationship with him, that he doesn't really love me, that I'm not really accepted by him, and that he doesn't have a plan or purpose for me? What is 
that number one stronghold? What is that lie? What is holding your thoughts imprisoned? And why is this so important? Okay? Uh, it's, it's literally a scientific thing that is connected to the truth of God's word because uh, medical science has proven that when we have a thought, when we have a thought, the brain literally rewires itself around that thought. It changes everything about it and focuses on that thought. It creates a neurochemical change in our body that focuses on that. If it's a positive thought, uh, you probably heard of, uh, of the, the chemical, the hormone dopamine. Uh, when you have a positive thought, um, you know, you get that rush of dopamine. You know, it's, it's, it's literally almost like a drug that goes through our body and we can get addicted to that rush. And we look for, we, we look for, for positive uh, uh, affirmation. We get a compliment. After we do something well, we get that rush of dopamine. Uh, my wife says, I love you to me. Get that rush of dopamine. Uh, you know, you, you do well at something, you know, you achieved something, maybe you succeeded at a, a task at work or you did well on a test or something. And, 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 and you, you have that confidence and you get that dopamine, uh, that rushes through you. Uh, there's power in those thoughts. Um, and sometimes the body will fool itself by taking negative situations and responding with the same drug, that dopamine. You know, that, that, that fight or flight response because we're ready. We're ready to do something. And we get that same rush that comes into us even in a negative situation. Now, why is that so important? The more you think a thought, the more scientists say that you are creating a neural pathway in your brain. The more you think something the same thing over and over again, you are creating a pathway in your brain. It's just like if you're walking through a, a field or you're walking through the woods and uh, the first time that you walk that way, no one's ever walked that way before. You're trying to create a path. It's very hard. You know, you gotta, you gotta trot down the grass, you know, step it down, you gotta cut down vines and you gotta push branches out of the way and it's a pain and you gotta work hard at it. But the next time that you go back to walk it, it's a little bit easier. And the next time you go back to walk it, it's a lot easier. Pretty soon that becomes a path that you can walk and frequent anytime that you want. The more you think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought again. And if you think it enough, it becomes a default thought in your brain. Regardless of the situation the reality or the truth. We just default to thinking that. You know, Monday comes. It's coming tomorrow, by the way. Uh, Monday comes and you wake up. If you always think when Monday comes, oh, it's Monday. Got to start another week. Got to go to work. Got to go to class. I got to deal with people. I got to see that person. If we always think that, we've created a pathway. Uh, if, if you are approaching a, a, a difficult situation, maybe it's a, a regular task that you have at work, or maybe it's a, a test. Every time that you approach something at school and you always think the same way about it, you're nervous, you're scared, you're worried about it, you are creating a pathway in your brain. Um, 
Maybe it's, 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 it's physically, you know, maybe, maybe uh, in regards to uh, trying to eat the right food, trying to diet, uh, trying to exercise. If, if we always think that it's, it's hard, that we can't do it, that might as well not stick with it because I'm not going to stick with it, then you are creating a pathway, probably to the refrigerator, uh, but you're creating a pathway, eh? Um, here's the thing. Our thoughts are lazy. Our thoughts are lazy. They will always take the path of least resistance. You will always think the thing that is default in your brain when it comes to the situation. It's a stronghold. A stronghold, a wrong mindset. Think of it this way. It is a path that goes in the wrong direction. We have created unhealthy, unhelpful newer pathways. And so if we're going to change our thinking, then we've got to change these paths. We've got to create new paths in our brain. You know, for for lonely, for angry about a situation, we're bored. Um, you know, if if before our default thought was to get it out by uh, uh, maybe running to an addiction, uh, maybe just being engaged in mindless entertainment and amusement, that's, if that's our default thought, then why don't we change that? Why don't we try calling a friend? Why don't we, why don't we try praying? If our uh, default thought is when we feel bad about ourselves, uh, when, when our thoughts are negative about ourselves, if we, if we run to, to food, uh, to, you know, to ice cream uh, or, or potato chips or cookout, if we run to that, why don't we change that? We take, take a walk, uh, go work out. Uh, if our, if our uh, default thoughts about when we're bored again is, is just going, getting on social media and just scrolling and looking at every li- everybody's life is better than us. Uh, if that's our default thought, then why don't we change that? Why don't we open God's word? Uh, we've got to create new paths in our brain. In order to change our thinking, we need to change the paths that our thoughts take. We've got to take those thoughts captive like 2 Corinthians says, and choose a different thought. Choose a different thought. Choose to think differently. Create a new pathway, a different pathway. You know, if we choose to travel an unhealthy pathway, it will be easy to travel it whenever we want to. If you choose to think and travel an unhealthy pathway, guess what? It will be easy to do it whenever you want to. Again, it's default. But if we recognize that unhealthy thought and we take it into captivity, like Paul says, we choose to take it captive and walk a new pathway based on thoughts in obedience to Christ, then that old pathway will become less traveled and eventually we won't walk the paths of those thoughts anymore. We've created God-honoring neural pathways in our minds, you know. So the next time that you, you face a, a, a difficult situation, you know, maybe you're dealing with a roommate or a coworker, you know, and, and you get, you're getting home and you know what's going to happen. It's going to be dirty. Uh, things are going to be undone. You're just expecting disappointment instead of choosing that default thought of criticism, of anger, of frustration. When we change our thinking, when we choose a thought that is in obedience to Christ, you know, maybe, maybe we're dealing with, with classmates or teachers who are imperfect, as hard as that is to believe, 
But when they mess up, the next time they mess up, instead of, you know, bad-mouthing them to somebody else, instead of uh, trying to undermine them, uh, why don't we think a different thought, a thought of love? When we're dealing with family, and, and they disappoint us, um, and, and they uh, don't act the way that Jesus would want them to act, then why don't we change our thinking instead of responding the way we always do? Um, Romans 12, 2, you see it there in your handout, says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. You be transformed by the way you think. Don't conform, uh, that verse says, to the world. Don't conform to their pathways. Don't conform to the way that they think. Be transformed. Be changed by how you think. Science calls it rewiring your mind. God says, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew it. And so what is the number one stronghold that's holding you back? Whatever it is, name it. Name it. Know what it is. Uh, if it's that you're not lovable, you're not worth it, you think you're not worth it, that you're never going to be good enough, if you think it's because of my past that I don't deserve anything good, uh, is it that you think God can't use me, that I don't know enough, that I'm stuck in life and can't go anywhere, that I'll always be depressed, that I'll always be broke. I, of the haves and have-nots, I'm the not. If that's what you think, then name it. Know what it is. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. You've got to be able to know what it is. So know what is the number one stronghold that is holding you back. And then number two, name the truth that destroys or demolishes that stronghold. What is the truth that demolishes that stronghold? What truth? We're not going to travel the old unhealthy pathways. We're going to find the truth that defeats the lie and choose to walk that pathway. We're going to walk the path of truth, not the path of deception, not, not allow ourselves to be held inside the prison. Because here's the thing, all right? Here's the truth. Let me lay on a little secret about those strongholds that are in our minds, those prisons of deception. Some of you are locked in a prison and the only lock on that door is a lie. Some of you are locked in a prison in your mind, the way that you think, and the only lock on that door is a lie. It's not locked. But you believe it is because it's a lie. You know, 2 Corinthians 10 and verses 3 through 4, look back at it if you've got your Bible still open. It says, For the, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We have heavenly weapons, those of divine power, mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And look what it says, in bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Captivity. Bringing it captive. That, the word that, that, that Paul uses there in the original Greek to mean captive means to arrest or capture with a sword or a spear. Guess what sword you have available to you? Right here. The Word of God. Ephesians 6 says that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The only offensive weapon uh, that we have is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. So we capture the lies 
that we believe in our minds with the sword, with the truth of God's word, and declare that those lies are not of God's word, therefore, I will not believe it. If we're supposed to travel the paths that are in obedience to Christ, then we've got to travel the paths of the truth of God's word. And guess what? The more I travel God's word, God's truth, the more I believe it. The more you travel the paths of deception and the strongholds, the paths of lies, you will believe those. But if you travel God's word, you will believe it again. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. You know, and, and it's easy at times to believe the lies because some of them have a little bit of truth in them. A little bit of truth in them. But what is the whole truth? You know, we know that we can't do it. But if we think completely that we can't do it, then we're believing a lie because Jesus said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know, we may think I'm not attractive, but we've got to believe the whole truth that says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. We may be scared about the future, but we've got to believe the whole truth that God has not given us the spirit of fear. We may be lonely. We've got to believe the whole truth when Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You know, your life, again, is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. You see there in 2 Peter 1.3 in your handout, it says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We've been given all things through his power. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. What is in will come out. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn what it means to take those thoughts captive through the power of God's truth. Jesus said, ye will know the truth, and the truth will what? Make you free. Truth makes us free. Hey, listen. Let me leave you with this, all right? Don't live in a prison to which Jesus has already opened the door. Don't live locked in a prison to which Jesus has already opened the door.